It's fall, and as the seasons change, so are the days of our lives. T&A announced some big shifts and share how they're facing uncomfortable change head on. Are you ready to make a shift too? Get inspired for a fall cleanse and hear how not making a change can kill your sex life. You're listening to T&A Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. So episode 149? I think so. Because sex isn't ever just about sex. I like that saying specifically for this episode, because I feel that's really tapping into um, what's going on in your life and and how is that going to influence how much you want to be doing it, how exploratory you are, all that good stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because I think we can get comfortable and then things become stagnant. Yeah. I saw it in my massage room all the time. Did you? Oh, yeah. In terms of how clients were sluggish or yeah their sexual energy was just right huh mm-hmm. inability to express just sort of very low um low volume I'm trying to think like how how that relates to experiences i've had like if someone is yeah not very up to me it's expressive like that's the only way i can imagine it right like, like- yeah, maybe sorry. like the last interaction I had with someone not being very oh, oh, awake to it almost and, and tentative and maybe a little nervous mm-hmm. um, because they kind of didn't keep their sensuality and sexuality alive. Well, I th- yeah, I mean, I think uh, we're just jumping right into it. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, that, yeah, that like when we're embracing change and we're in sync with the natural rhythm of life, which is that, you know, nothing stays the same, but because we're creatures of who, who hate pain and love pleasure, (laughs) we, we try to avoid that cycle, right? Because it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But I think when we do that is when we lose out on the vibrancy of life because we're not in that flow. And, um, and I do, I, I, I definitely see it myself. I see in health problems, like my health will immediately go out of whack, but yeah, in in the massage room, uh, yeah, I saw, it just was expressed as um, a numbness, like an inability to fully receive and to mm. fully express uh, s- sexuality or sexual energy. So the ride that we went on or the wave that we had together was a smaller wave. Nice, but yeah. you know, not fully, fully vibrant or engaged, which was just, this is how, like sex is never just about sex. Our sex lives are a reflection of what's going on inside, right? So yeah. that's what I saw. No, that, that, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Like, that reminds me of one of my cuddle clients. So, for those of you new to the show, I've been uh, practicing, um, I like to call it a, a cuddle practice rather than work or, yeah. um, but this sort of cuddle meditation with clients and um, for, for about a year now. And uh, since, well, really, since we had Jean and Faye on our show last Christmas, uh, <laughs> last winter break, anyway. Um, but but that reminds me of kind of the range of clients I have. There's, you know, one client. I mean, people get astounded, but we can do a cuddle session for three hours. And it can be this very deep, connected, high, beautiful exploration. Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels as good as a... a a powerful theater production, you know, um, yeah, I come from a theater background. So like, just, you know, like, yes, this is, this is the electricity and the power you, you know, you want to bring into the world. Uh, and then there are the cuddle clients who are very, you know, tentative. Maybe they have different types of trauma they're coming from. So they're not as open and flowing and they're, and so, yeah, it's just like a lower vibration. You're not as high. You still, I mean, there, when I say high, volume, I mean, yeah. oxytocin's released. And so you feel floaty, but yeah, um, there's just some things that need to be let go and in order to really fully engage. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings us to... I appreciate you bringing that up. All the fall cleansing that's, that's going happening on. in our lives. Oh, first of all, you're listening to TNA Talk Sex. Yeah, we said that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then what, what, what I wanted to do a shout out to Winston on oh, Patreon. Yay! Who um, just upped his pledge to the same level as his KCRW pledge, which... Which you know, kind of snazzy. I'm can I say I feel like that bracket. I feel like that was a a desire and intention when we started the show was to have a level of sophistication that in KCRW, terms, yeah, was yeah. was on our our vision board, right? Like, like 
we still want to be right funny and playful but with good food for you like you're listening and you're still learning and growing and there's things you can apply in your life but there's a lot of salacious sex talk shows out there yeah which are fun for their own reason i suppose yeah we want you to be able to well but we talk about stuff you know i like we want you to have fun with our sexcapades but like okay great we're having sexcapades but like what did it reveal what did we learn right because for me so winston gets that yeah (laughs) yes thank you winston um uh i yeah, and oh, and our Patreon is up. So patreon.com forward slash TA talk sex. We just posted the behind the scenes kind oh. of conversation with Obi from last week's episode mm-hmm. about or, the or, well, episode 147. Sorry. Yeah. About mm-hmm. the whole Me Too. Yeah, but it was a conversation about like dating advice and uh, <laughs> like it was all kinds of really great stuff. So, well, that's a good point. The show ended up we were we started with the Harvey Weinstein and the hashtag Me Too phenomenon, and um and that led us to how is it applicable in our everyday lives for people who are like, oh wow, all this is coming out. What are you know dealing with sexual microaggressions, and then also I think for men feeling very confused about the difference. Mm-hmm. from that to asserting that you're excited about someone um and there is a difference and sure. uh, and there are clear ways to communicate that so listen yeah. to that episode yeah and the behind the scenes discussion uh on patreon okay <laughs> so um <laughs> so what's going on uh so so this is a and so my big announcement is that i'm moving ah. from los angeles it's actually move weekend for me yeah. So it's um I'm slightly stressed. I know. <laughs> and also premenstrual, which <laughs> for anybody who is going to move, which is one of the most stressful things you can do in life, try not to schedule that when you're pre when you're going to be having your period. That's not a bad point. Like <sighs> but pay the, attention to the calendar. Yeah, but at the same time I'm like, you know, I noticed that and I'm like, great. Just like it'll Own be it. a, it'll be a rocking period. Like this is going to be like <laughs> like a super let go like just like revelational oh god well you brought so. me lots of pretty you know. plants that are now in my home i posted on instagram the little money tree that you brought me oh yeah, yeah. so tease i have these wonderful plants that um have been wonderful guardians and friends for me in my apartment yeah. and and i'm so sad to to not take them with me it's just temporary so tea's going to be sort of babysitting and nurturing some of them while I'm away. And I, and I love to see them in her home. They've brightened the place up. So. Yeah, they have. But um, I'm moving from L.A. where we are together, and I'm going to be moving to Boulder, Colorado. And so I made this decision a month ago. It happened kind of quickly. It's been in the back of my mind, if I'm being honest, since um, for a few months, this little like nub of like, maybe you want to move you want to move and I'm like no 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 like I've I'll always be in LA I've always thought that and I think I still will. I think I definitely will have a foot in LA you're in LAT mm. and uh it will be doing shows here there's lots of opportunity here so but I am you know, since I was in Europe I've been craving nature I spent a lot of time in the mountains with that lover and um oh oh in France uh, yeah in yeah, France when you, yeah and um, your, and your journey in the yeah in the yeah spring. and it really I don't know if I've just changed or whatnot but it just really brought out um because I was working on the book when I was over there that um and it really still in flow yeah I'm still living it but it's it's going along well but um yeah it really brought out a, a new level of creativity and um it just felt so different just to be have nature so accessible and so I've been really kind of craving that. So that's there. And I have a couple mentors there. And I'm also going more into the other part of the change that goes a lot hand in hand with this is really leaving behind the the body work I've been doing um, here in L.A. to support myself mostly and setting out and starting a career. I'm going to be branching out more into the, the mentorship for men and women realm. So there's all of that big change. So there's career change, move change, yeah, friend circle change. So I'm very excited. I think what's really neat about the shifts for you is there's like a maturation process. Like I, I feel like going from being in a I mean, you've done many things, but but in the capacity of doing like service work to like now I'm implementing the things I've learned and right. the mastery I've gained right. to now educator or support people who are going through that journey for the first time on a bigger level. Yeah. Like yeah. reaching more people than like one on one in the room. 
Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't know this yet, but I'm already planning my trip to visit you. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> In my head. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I hear there might be some horses in one of your stops. <laughs> <laughs> and um and I want to ride some, <laughs> and then you know Denver they're skiing. Boulder, so, Boulder baby. Oh sorry, Boulder. Boulder they're skiing. I'm not far from Aspen. So every every time I tell someone I, I'm moving, I know I'm moving to Boulder. Everyone's like, "Ooh, I hear it's amazing." I've honestly only been there once for a conference. Um, it was in the summer, and I liked it, you know. But I was not in the. I was like ten years ago. I wasn't in the faith, thinking like, "Oh, I'm going to move here." Um. So it sounds like it's a really awesome place, you know, sort of new agey, um, college town, there's tech industry. And I also hear there's plenty of very fit outdoorsy men with man buns. That's right. Which makes me very excited. It'll be really fun. (laughs) Hopefully. I mean, we'll see how advanced they are in their sexuality. You might be the revolution. I don't know. I think (laughs) they'll be, I mean, this is a fairly advanced, it's a, it's a, Boulder is a, is it like an epicenter of new thought. It's very progressive. So the reason we are talking about it, yeah. I mean, of course, aside from our regular listeners who care about what's happening in our daily lives, we, right. you know, uh, more or less, um, what is, I, I think what was interesting about it is always change and making decisions to continue growth in your life, mm-hmm. to stay stimulated, to still keep your senses alive, which mm-hmm. allow you to have healthy sex. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a bit about your that change for you and like I I know that we've we've had a lot of talks about you know I think for you feeling that call but maybe not acting on it soon enough yes and and then that stagnation that sets in and and I think it can be hard because a lot of times like you're saying you have the seed in your mind and then you maybe don't want to act right away you're like let me make sure this is something I really want but I, I almost think there's an incubation period like let that idea sit for a little period of time and then act on it Yeah, I mean, in terms of the career change thing, like, I'll be honest, and it doesn't matter what career it is, whether it's, you know, my body work or an engineer, a lawyer, whatever, but I'll be very honest with you. I, I, I had that instinct a few years ago, and I've sat on it because I was afraid. And so, yes, I, there is an incubation period. However, um, I'll, I'll share with you that in sitting on it for so long, it's like what's happened as a result of that um, is that there's been, it's affected my health. Like I think that, um, well, I don't know for sure. I've had some healers say that it's maybe endometriosis or something like that. But there's, but my, but I do definitely, I have always felt First of all, I'm Scorpio, so um, <laughs> so they say that Scorpio women tend to hold things in their uh, reproductive, creative region, and I it's always very have. funny. My other friend, who's also Scorpio, like I didn't has that issues. Yeah, she was just talking about these literal issues. Yeah. I actually I did a cuddle session with her as a gift. I knew she needed it, and yeah. uh, and that that came up. Yeah, that's exactly like her literal issue. And I talked about moving the energy, and that something was stagnating yeah, for her. Yeah, she needed had to, to create change. Right. Yeah. And so I I, I use that as a barometer, um, my cycles and whatnot. And it's it, there's never been anything completely tangible. I've always I'm very very sensitive to my body so I catch it before but there's I'm there's always not always but there's been discomfort and my cycles are off and bleeding in between just you know like hormones are Mm -hmm. off you know so there's that Um, and then there's also something I noticed is that um, because by sitting on the impulse um, I was sitting on it out of you know, fear. We all fears. We all have. I was very secure in where I was financially. Um, comfortable I, home. Comfortable home. Like love my home. Like everything had its place in had my a life. Weekly show. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, like everything was tickety boo and comfortable, and I loved the work that I did. But you weren't um, growing anymore. I had plateaued. I yeah. had plateaued, and I'm like, and, and I was like, okay, I have learned as much as I'm going to out of it. And some people are, they can still remain joyful and fulfilled by being in a, in a work position where they where like, you're not necessarily learning anything new from it, but you're still serving, you know, but for me, it wasn't enough. 
And um, so, yeah, I had plateaued and I wasn't getting as much out of it. And so my enthusiasm had, had decreased. Now, I was working one on one with people and seeing beautiful, immediate responses. So that's that is very fulfilling in the moment. But apart from that moment, there is this stagnation and, and it, it like it, it's how do I describe it? It's just a draining where I felt like if I'm being honest, like I'm operating off of, you know, three cylinders instead of four or at 80% instead of 100 or something. Yeah. And the longer I stuck with it and the longer I allowed that to happen, the lower it got. And also... Do you think that also ties to not knowing your identity? Like, I'm trying to just understand what are the psychological cues of it in a way? Like, oh, are you kind of less on in a way? Like, you're Confusion. not bubbling with ideas. You're floating around. You know, it's just like a... a like, you're off. Yeah, like, it's well, if you think about, like, a light switch. Sure. I mean, my enthusiasm for... Like, I, you know, I would take as the least amount of clients I needed to take, mm. you know, for example. So, right. So there isn't growth, literally. It's, right. You're not thriving I'm, with it's like I'm going to take the bare minimum, like calculating the bare minimum of, you know, body work that I need to do. Yeah. Um, and then I think also it's funny. It's like, I mean, I'm literally I was allowing fear to fear was the the dis, the one who was piloting the show right? yeah well and I think sometimes you don't know what the next step is so you're so you can avoid it it's like well oh, I don't know where I'm supposed to go so I'm just gonna stay here right <laughs> like I don't there's no clear answer but that's true too and had I had more trust in life and in myself mm. um I would I would have been more courageous to leap into the darkness without knowing necessarily the next step but i i i think i was too uncomfortable with not knowing Mm -hmm. that i i couldn't make that leap so you know everything in its time kind of a thing now you know after three years of sitting on it i'm like i'm i'm the pain has become the pain of staying the discomfort of staying has become larger than the and louder than the fear of not going right so now it's like excitement to go you know can I ask you though okay now this is maybe it's a philosophical query but you know is that not the truth of when we decide to make change like like you just said the threshold finally shifted enough that change had to happen I mean isn't that nature (laughs) yes how can we get ahead of it you can get this is what I'm saying like yeah I had to go to the bottom like um, sort of emotionally and whatnot in order to, uh, like, yeah, allow myself to well, I think about, being out. But I think about like J.K. Rowling. There's nothing like being homeless and in your car to <laughs> motivate that book you've been meaning to write. Exactly. Eventually, the pain will get to such a point, whatever. But it doesn't have to get to that point. This right, is what I I'm agree. saying. So beforehand, had I had more faith in myself or trust, what that would have looked like is, and I think it would have felt, even though terrifying on some level, because the unknown is terrifying joyful Hmm. where it wouldn't have been this huge big transition emotionally it Mm -hmm. was just simply a next step you know Mm -hmm. and you could go like like I was still at the point where I was joyfully in that work Mm -hmm. and the longer I stayed in it I was joy I was less and less and less joy right and so going from a high joy level and then transitioning to another high joy level right yeah so without having to have that that you know journey of like going into the depths of darkness I you know I had a great conversation just yesterday with um with an editor who who worked on a prestigious documentary I'll just keep it neutral because you know respect to out him right yeah you know but but we ended up having a really beautiful conversation about how he was going back to school um while maintaining the job because he thought I can't see myself um working as an editor for the rest of my life and I thought that was a really powerful moment which is you know in general most of us are living longer you know, and, and it, for me, he, or at least in our conversation, I mean, maybe he did have more of a suffering journey before he came to that revelation. But, uh, but you know, when we said goodbye, I hugged him in a way that, and I, and I said, you know, I'm really uh, excited for you to be making that change. You know, and he thanked me for that in, in this very earnest way, because I, I think I'm jumping around a little bit. The, the change that you're talking about, it's to have that support and encouragement from others that you're making the right choice is helpful. But also, 
he's he's making a change that's um, really actually quite rational and, and makes sense when we're living for so long. How could this one thing maybe always fulfill you? I mean, some people it might, but how do you continue to grow and and uh, well, create new life within these these? Yeah, I mean, environments change is the only constant thing, right? So, but there's one thing you brought up. Um, you said, you know, getting validation that it's the right choice that someone's making. No, everyone that I've talked to is is super supportive. Even you, you know, you have no idea whether this is the right move for me of or course. not. You know, right. what I mean, nobody does. Um, but you're creating but, movement, right? Movement is good almost always, like even on a visceral right. bodily level. And here's the thing that's like compared to where I am now versus where I was before, it was that before when I was in fear mode I, and fear of the unknown and whatever, I was, there was so much attention and energy being put toward what is the right move, right? Mm. And now it's like, I don't give a fuck what the right move is. <laughs> I'm just moving because it does not feel good right here. That is the only thing I know. So I know for a fact that any move... And I trust completely that any move is going to be better than where I am now. You know, and had I had that attitude previously, then it wouldn't have, you know, been so long, I guess. Yeah. No, I love what you're hitting on right now, because this makes me think of um, I mentioned in the early summer, I went to Intimacy Fest run by Dave Buddha, who uh, we've had on the show before. He's actually the co-host of Dude Panel that used to exist. And anyway, Obi it's was... still up. You can listen to episodes, but... Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, so he, ran, he hosted this wonderful festival. Um, and I met this body healer who does body work with the fascia, and, and which is the... Um, it's, it's the connective m- tissue. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yes. Under the skin. <laughs> right. Uh, that actually covers your entire body. Um, so anyway, so he was doing some work on me and he would sort of describe these spots as dry in my body, like certain areas where there wasn't flow or movement. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's just, to me, on the most basic level, the way our bodies work, when you create movement, when you create circulation or flow into areas you've been ignoring, um, there's positive outcome. Yeah. Yeah, but it's uncomfortable. I have, a, I have an amazing body worker and I want to introduce him to the show at some point. Yeah. Um, he, he's like magical, right? And, and he Is does... Is he the one that's like Santa Claus or something? Didn't you describe him as that? No, that's a different guy. Oh. <laughs> but, um, but no, this guy's like, like, like little white Buddha boy. He's, well, no, he's a man. He's, you know, 65 or something, but, um, but he does a lot Just of the... Just a boy in this journey of life. <laughs> but he, he does uh magic to my body and he also does some of this fascia release and stuff but it's not comfortable like he puts his little thumb like deep into my abdomen to release a muscle yes. that's deep in the back of my spine it hurts like a bitch yeah so but if you breathe into it don't you find yourself it, releasing it ma- absolutely and then the problem goes away but that's and so that's a direct physical reflection of what happens on the emotional body and and all these other levels to us yeah i just had a body healer comfortable to face the pain which is why we all avoid it can i funny little story i just in my yoga class that i've been going to um there was like a body healer in the class that i started chatting with after class and he walked me to my car and then he was like well here like let me show you he's like rubbing my arm and then I basically just like lean I'm like that's amazing and he's doing like this full body work in the parking lot at the car like, people are coming and going and he did that though he pushed in right where almost like the diaphragm or like between the um the ribs mm-hmm. like what what is that area right right at the below the like right below, below your rib ribs cage. like right where it opens which is oh. I think where the diaphragm would be yeah I don't know um and I don't care who you are everyone anyone who presses there you immediately tense your muscles you're like oh gotta protect right and and so of course I had a flinch moment and then I was like okay like breathe into like let it and then he was like okay now you're gonna like lean on it and I just like put my body onto this pressure point of Mm -hmm. him like pushing into that space um and when I relaxed it did not hurt no exactly yeah it goes away right because you feel it release anyway my yeah my body was more awake and alert than it had been in a long time And, uh, and in the morning, I was like, ah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to bring up that yeah. since I, even though I am moving, uh-huh. like the show <laughs> is still, we're still going to be doing the show. So I didn't want to freak anyone out yeah. with, um, oh, I'm moving. So that means the end of TNA. So, so I'm going to be doing shows wherever I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm going home 
to Virginia for a few months first. And so I'll be doing shows on the road or whatever. I think you're going to discover a lot of cool people and things to talk about. Right. And then, um, and you will be doing shows as well. And then yeah. we'll also be doing stuff together. Yeah. Checking in together. Yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned for all that. Um, Should we take a little let's break? Let's take a little break and then come back and yeah. Well, and talk more about the changes in our lives and shedding people from your life that maybe aren't serving you anymore. This is a good one. Yeah, let's so necessary, people. We need to do it. And yeah, I, I find in my circles there's been like a very intense common theme of what everyone's experiencing. Yeah. Like if we could talk a bit like collective consciousness of like what we're all enduring right now. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, we'll talk about that and, and maybe how to how to recognize when these relationships are ready to be expelled from your life yeah yeah as you continue to grow and like unfold new leaves in your life uh cool so you're li- you can check us out on social media and join the conversation there at ta talk sex um christina t's um social is cree hepburn yes c-h-r-i right no s just cree <laughs> instead of chris <laughs> right and then i'm at the real stephanie allen and if you guys want to stay in touch with um the work that I'll be doing and coming out with, you can um, check out my website, stephanieallen.com and sign up for my newsletter and I'll keep you up to date there. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex because sex is never just about sex. We'll be right back. We're back with TNA Talk Sex. Okay, <laughs> picking um, up uh, what's what's happening, all the transitions. So moving and and shedding people from our lives. That was the topic that came up. So I'm not moving, but for me, I I started checking in with myself about you know, am I living this like the lifestyle I want to be living? And I feel like certain people will come into my life that bring up things I've wanted to try or things I've wanted to do. And, uh, and there's some inertia, right? There, there's this feeling of, you know, okay, like, do I pivot to, I, to address those? And I'm realizing more and more, um, maybe I'm not living my truest sense. I'm kind of being, I'm, I'm just being a little lazy or accepting of an environment and saying like, well, that's who I am. So that's the way it is. And I'm not going to ever be, I mean, to that or yeah, I mean, I guess I should, I mean, specific examples. I don't know if I'm going, no, I want to do it. I want to try it. I <laughs> look, I met, listen what? to me. What? I met this I great, so yeah, I met this great couple with chef B live and, uh, and his wife and they're, and they have this whole, they're raw vegan chef. And I like what he said, which is he's not, um, a hundred percent raw all the time. It's not this like strict. You know, yeah. It's not, it's not, um, d- like dogma, but like, uh, I find kind of in all areas of our lives, we've been seeing a lot of people almost like taking up arms in this way of you're either radically this or you're a betrayer. And it's like, I think the more fluid we are and the more we allow ourselves to be a little bit of all of that, uh, the healthier we are, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so I realized I wanted to be doing that, but I wasn't taking the steps forward. And I thought, well, here's this person actually reaching out saying, it was great to meet you. If you need some help with this, let me know. Here's the cookbook. No, 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 no. And I'm going, oh, yeah, but I have to go get a food processor. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, and so it's just like uncharted territory. Um, and then for me, I've, I've also, uh, I don't know where this fits, but like I've been um, hanging out with friends who identify more in the LGBTQ community. And I, and I describe it that way because I think, I, my identity has been shifting a lot in that sense where right. it's like, well, I don't identify with that, but organically through a friend and and then this person that I dated for a while, uh, like they brought me into that community and then, and they're lovely people. And so now they're my friends and, you know, and they're opening me up to new things. Like I met someone who does this wonderful burlesque show and, you know, kind of readapted in a way that's, uh, I forget, like to express their own individual sensuality and, um, and so kind of meeting really beautiful individuals who are exploring sexuality in new ways. Um, you know, I haven't actually done a session with him. In some ways, I'm intimidated. You know, one friend who's very into doing like butt work and right. anal work. And, yeah. you know, yeah. And and, uh, and it's like a whole other planet of, 
you know, ways to release energy. Anyway, I'm going all over the place, but, but it's, it's um, shifting into, I think, people who are speaking the truths that I believe in and really allowing that to be my circle of friends rather than maybe who I fell into who's around in the immediate, you know, being proactive. Um, right. So proactively choosing willfully as opposed to what just comes across your path. Correct. Well, all yes. of these people have come across your path. <laughs> well, picking and choosing who's really speaking to me, who's really bringing that joy or that enthusiasm. Like, yeah, I totally want to spend more time talking about this topic. Let me give some background yeah. to your personality to give people context of how this is different, <laughs> <laughs> which is just that, as you all can probably guess, um, T is more of has I've experienced you more as like a, a butterfly, you know, where you cast a wide net socially yes. you know and so there are always like so many people in your life who are you know a little bit coming, of this, right a bit of coming from all these different directions so i feel like what you're describing is um in, instead of taking that approach taking a more um pointed intentional approach with who you have in your life based on what you want in your life and what you want to surround yourself with so just being more aware with it is that how i'm yeah Yes. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I, I think that I've always attracted a lot of people. Um, and so, like, is that like a, a dodo statement? No, it, genuinely, um, I think a lot of people will come towards me. I'm very open and accepting and non-judgmental, And so there's this free flow. And so all of a sudden, the, the pressure is on me to actually identify what I want rather right. than just accepting what like, is yeah, coming sure, at yeah, me. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right, right, because a lot comes at me. And I but but I think that this is relevant to well, people who maybe live literally like I do yeah. and go, Oh yeah, that makes sense. But I think also just um it resonates with what Obi said on our last show and it really stayed with me. You know, he was talking about women and how he noticed, you know, women feel like their only options are, Oh, here are the men that are hitting on me or here are the you know, in a heteronormative environment, right. whatever like here's who's coming my way. So these are my only options. Right. So maybe, you know, maybe you're not that excited. Maybe these people don't actually ideologically match who you are that well. Yeah. But you go, well, he's the nicest one and he's, you know, meeting my needs in this way. So, yeah, great. Well, of the the five, well, I guess I'll take you. Right. <laughs> so of. what if you were more proactive, turning on, open to change? You know, all these things we're talking about in a season where a lot of change happens for people. Which I think t takes begs um, sitting down and getting honest with yourself about what you really want, you know, as opposed to not thinking about these things. Because when you give thought to, to that, mm -hmm. then you can use your imagination and start envisioning the partner you want, the lifestyle you want, the friendships you, you know, all that the kind of stuff. The kind of sex you want. Right. <laughs> so it becomes an active you know visualization like a thing that's living as opposed to being so busy that you don't think about it and then whatever is served up is served up you know and and it's choiceless yeah I mean I feel like I was just talking with my mom about that and, and it came up you know she said something about how she's been wanting to work with um what was it exactly some sort of educational system like supporting the underserved you know or, or foster children this kind of thing getting involved and she blurted it out in a conversation she said oh I just want to be doing that and I said you've been saying that for years mm. years right I remember it since I was 10 you right. know what I mean like and I'm an adult now and I said you know it's time so <laughs> take a step towards that it doesn't right. have to become your whole life but how can you reach out you know what are the options so the other side of this conversation is that in order to take that step forward great question um, how the f do you make that happen well I was going to say more specifically that it usually um entails letting go of something or that as you as you reach out and these new things fill your hand, um, naturally these other things tend to not fit, and that comes with um, romantic relationships. It comes with partners. It comes with business relationships. It friendships, comes with friendships, everything. So, and I know I've noticed that. Like I've been struggling with that a little bit. Yeah, no, it's not easy. So this is the other side of this coin that we wanted to discuss here because letting go is. It's you. The it's scary. Part. It's it's funny. It's because it's the easiest thing. Like you don't have to learn a muscle movement. It's true. You actually just have to like no no no. It's really simple. Just let go. Right. You know what I mean. Well, sometimes <laughs> it requires some sort of statement or addressing a situation for with sure. Someone. Yeah. No. I it definitely a little message. Yeah, I've had a few of those. So it's been I really interesting. We've both been going through this a bit as like 
Um, so this past month, as I've been, you know, exiting LA, I've, you know, made appointments to, you know, meet old clients and say goodbye, or, or I met with an old, you know, a lover and, um, and, and, you know, all these just different people where it's like, okay, these people, I feel like I need to like close something out with. And it's been really, uh, what disturbing in a certain sense, because I appreciate the honesty because, um, <laughs> you know, meeting with them now where there's been maybe some space between us or some time. When you're allowing yourself. Right. You're, what do I want to say? It's, it's, it's not that you're just allowing yourself to change. You're, you're like allowing your inner voices to actually come up and out. Yes, that's true too. Um, so having revisited these relationships and dynamics, I'm like astounded. I'm like, what the F was I thinking? What was, like, I am so not a match for this person. This person is so... You know, whatever, like, like, like thoughtless or not speaking your truth or, well, I don't know what exactly it is because, um, yeah, like the experience now is that, wow, I would never be friends with this person. Like they, you know, they, they don't, they're not the caring person that I thought they're not, you know, this, that, and the other. I'm like, why the hell was I so blind to this in the past? Like it terrifies me that. I would be that blind or that I would, you know, okay, like, but let me say this. That? Well, and that's a great question. That's scary what, thing. I well, I know, I know it's scary, but here as a friend, <laughs> what's on my mind, Steph, is yeah. that it's, um, I think about like, how did that person serve you at the time? Now you could have the revelation that in fact you were hiding. And so they were almost like aiding you in a bad habit, right? Like that idea of, of say someone who's dealing with drug addiction or something, you know, coming out of it, realizing that your friends during that drug addiction phase were actually aiding, aiding you and staying where you were because you didn't want to change. But, but I also think about certain lovers who I recently wrote messages to where I said, Hey, you know, thanks, but no thanks. We're, you know, we're done. Um, And, and I, but I, but I think about the past and I'm like, well, okay, but like, why did I get involved with them in the first place? And sometimes there, there was a certain, well, actually maybe this is negative. I mean, there was a vulnerability at the time or they seemed like something I wanted to try. Like they try like because <laughs> they're things. No, but a relationship I was interested in dynamic, because they, yeah. yeah, dynamic, but they represented a, a community I wanted to be a part of that kind of thing. Um, and so I went down that road. But when I realized that they didn't actually have what I needed or they weren't, you know, there wasn't a, a, a growth when we're together, then then I need to have the um, practiced skill of saying, thanks so much, uh, but it's not working. Sure. When it's obvious like that. Right. But like, like, for example, this one man who I totally thought I was in love with, like wanted to be in relationship with him and he was still in this messy breakup, you know, and needed time to settle that before we could be in something together. Yeah. And and We've I was talked just about it on the show. Yeah, we have. And and so that person. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, seeing him now, it's like. Um, I guess the sensation that comes up is just like. I think back then I was more willing to not have my ha, not have my needs met or something oh. as opposed to now i'm like fuck that shit you yeah, know you're not meeting my needs <laughs> yeah do you think that he was a mirage a little bit like when you think back and you go i don't know how i could have you know made that effort like what what is it that attracted you at the time like do you think that you were seeking things that weren't honest for yourself or i like what you just said i think he's you're bedazzled saying- i think he's a bedazzled person <laughs> where um he's very charismatic and um, attractive and you know um, we would have very sensual experiences whether it's dinners or drives or you know and and mm. that appealed to definitely to a part of myself so in that sense I think he was miragey yeah you know but we also had amazing conversations and this you know and you know did he serve but, for growth at that time or would you call him like someone aiding you and staying where you were you know what this huh. is actually just coming up I think that you know, he was always a, I always felt validated in front of him because he was always, he always held me in such high regard mm. and he was always so complimentary and, um, and he needed to be but also because I was the one who was sort of making a sacrifice, like willing to straddle this middle line of dynamic and relationship while he settled his thing with his, this girl. 
um, so I was making this extra effort. So, you know, so he did, I was doing this amazing thing. And so he did, I don't know. So, hmm. so in That's a sense, it was like, I think, um, yeah, I think it, I think it bolstered my, my low self-esteem or self-confidence yeah. in that area, which yeah. we all do. Like, honestly, yeah. there's a little bit of that probably in most of the, well, not most many of the male dynamics which is I've always I've since been growing out of that a lot you know but yeah that habit or that right. desire and to even get validation from that yeah which is very very deep and subconscious it's, yes correct because I was just going to say I think sometimes it can sound really superficial in this way of like it does my, like super, my like, mother will say it like you don't need their validation and you're like, like I don't it's not that I think I I, I'm not consciously going, right. I need you to show me love. You're like, I'm not doing that. Right. And you're like, yeah, most of us are. <laughs> but in a really deep, well, well, I guess the larger question is, okay, this has been coming up for me, which is the um, interdependence of human existence. And I think current philosophy and like the new age movement even and like Eckhart Tolle it's all this stuff about like you know the answer is within you have the strength to be yourself and carry yourself radical self-reliance all these I'm like there is truth in it but also there's interdependence like not but I should say and also there's interdependence and you know my joke was like sometimes you have a blackhead on your back and you can't reach it by yourself that's what friends are for yeah but there's doing it in a clean way in a dirty way so like this guy for example like needing him for validate well this <laughs> makes me sound so bad we all do it okay but if it, <laughs> even if it's just like a teeny little bit you know like look I was in a really I was in this place where I was being moved from fear and I wasn't making the moves I needed to it to the capacity that I to the extent that I needed to make them you know and and so I think that created an insecurity because I knew deep down that I wasn't living my true full thing that there was this thing that I need to do that uh, I wasn't doing yeah. so um which I think that can happen to all of us so for people who are listening if there is some change or something that you deep down truly know that you need to be doing if you're not it's going to, I think it is going to have this effect on us and oh, make yeah. us feel anxious you know this like gnawing sensation that there i'm supposed to be doing something you know that thing you wake up in the morning Anxiety. and there's that feeling right um so i think he was a, a a soothing agent for that because being around him i could i felt like a queen right so it was a, it was delusional and well not delusional uh-huh. but it was a it was a, a, yeah like a i think it's okay to say I think we get worried that the word is too powerful in a way, but it's, it's well, like, no, it's not because I am a queen, but it just made <laughs> me feel like it when, when I wasn't necessarily, we weren't living sitting. in your power. Right. Can and, I, but can I ask you, can like, what's the difference between that and someone who does give you, who energizes you and supports you when you're making hard, sh- difficult shifts or right. new shifts, right? Forging a new path. Like true interdepend- interdependence? Yeah. Well, like you're, you are supportive of me. I'm supportive of you, right? Like you were saying, I, I don't know that it's the right choice, but go to Denver. You know, sorry, I keep saying Denver. Boulder and like, <laughs> <laughs> where are you going again? <laughs> I, I love you. No, uh, yeah, like, you know, I think what is... The, I think the difference is depth for sure. Like, like this person, I don't think he... It, I think if things really got down to the wire, I don't think he would really have the capacity to, well, I don't know what, understand what I would need in that kind of transition. I don't know. But there's one point that this we're sort of getting away from that I really wanted to hit, which okay. was that, um, oh, crap, <laughs> that um, by allowing myself to be in that dynamic and let him be the band-aid, well, I guess what happened was growing out of that is what happened, right? So in the year apart that I had from him going through all these experiences and expanding myself, no longer needing his validation, right? Yeah. And so um, and so that's what up-leveled me. So it's like, okay, that's the outgrowing you and you no longer serve me because, well, I don't need that validation and I don't know. Right. Well, I don't know. Anyway, blah, blah, well, blah. Yeah, no, I well, I sometimes that brings up for me when I'm, the certain loves that I've had over the years, I wonder if I'm, you know, did I, did I do something that failed and like now they're no longer my life or largely I I don't think that I think I, I take the stance of, Oh, they've fallen away. So that actually is an indicator that, um, that, that they're, that I'm in a new place, that there's always like progression, Yeah, you know? And I, I go, well, so that's, that's something else. But 
Yeah, no. So I guess getting back to the point is mm. to not be afraid of those kinds of exits in life. You know, I think there can be a, um, a thing in culture to have really long lasting relationships and friendships and the, the, the length of we've been friends since we were five years old. And it's like, but really looking at the, the quality of that dynamic, you know, and is it really serving you or is it in some way draining you in in some way yeah uh, to some degree that's what i would look at and so to have the balls to to not have those in your life yeah well i think also for people who want to make a relationship last as well i think that that comes back to the idea of growing and acknowledging each other and allowing for growth outward and then coming back together in certain ways like i think they can happen but either way growth is involved yeah and that would take communication for example I had a talk, so I'm I'm friends with a uh, guy um, who's now married and whatever, so it's purely friendship. And about a year into our, our friendship, he pulled me aside and, and we had a, a breakfast and he sort of bitched me out. And he was oh. like, listen, I mean, lovingly, he was like, listen, because <laughs> um, we were having issues having philosophical conversations because I, f- I emotionally was reacting like he, I felt like he was trying to school me on something, you know, mm-hmm. and but this is a sensitivity of mine. Like, I, I don't think I was seeing clearly. I think I really did have this issue. And so he pulled me aside. And he's like, listen, I want friends in my life that I can talk to these things about. I can't talk to you about these things because you react emotionally. So we just have to zip it and not talk. He's like, I don't want that kind of friendship or relationship in my life. So if you want to be my friend, you need to be able to do whatever you need to do to deal with that issue and open up. Or I think it's just best we go our separate ways. Wow. It was very clear. And it was a tremendous wake up call. Wow. Yeah. To that issue. And I'm like, well, I, I need to address that. And right. so I did, and we're still friends, and, and it's been a much better relationship because of it. So. And did that serve you in terms of finding insights Absolutely. about yourself? It, like, yeah. woke you up to blind spots. Yeah, I mean, I knew I had had that issue, but it's the kind of thing where it's like, you'll let yourself go as long as you can, like a kid. Mm-hmm. Who has, you know, you'll, you'll push the parent as much as you can, you know, and then and not have to do anything about it until you have to do something about it. Like it was like that. Hey, Steph, so, final yeah. question. Yeah. I've been chatting with like an ex-boyfriend from my past. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Is it is is that leaning on security and something that's familiar or is there potential for a positive development from it? I think the answer is inside, Christina. <laughs> I think it could be and either also or. help me with my blackhead. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. And what I what I just said is so simplistic in terms of no, for our audience, but um, but it's true. I think the answer is to actually explore whatever the itch is. Right? Yeah, what time can you go find out? You can. You're completely different people right now. Yeah. You know, it could while be still having the core truths yeah. that attracted you from the beginning. Yeah, I'm excited to hear how that goes. <laughs> I'm a champion of him myself. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, the idea. We'll 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 find out more to come. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. In the days of our lives. I know. Well, we're going to wrap up. But I think, again, it's like following those impulses and those little moments of change that you want to make. Yes. Um, I've had the desire to create, you know, my own spinach garden. I finally took the measurements, (laughs) you know, doing that stuff because it makes you feel alive and stimulated. And then it's going to make you feel sensual and aroused and you want to connect with people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, don't do what I did, uh, people, (laughs) mm. you know, to sit on that that instinct to to make a shift it's so bad it's i mean it was so bad for me and and look i i am it's also never too late it's also never too late that's true and i and i don't regret it look my journey is my journey and you know i've that's ingrained in me now i know what that feels like <laughs> <laughs> you know um but also like i was at a conference i wanted to share this story um i was at a conference last weekend a, a women's empowerment conference. Oh, we, I interviewed Deborah, Deborah Keegan. So you guys will listen to, we did a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the women there shared a story that since she had been going through coaching with her mentorship with her, um, she said her husband had wanted to, he was in construction and he wanted to make his own business. And she was like, and I never let him because, you know, I was just thinking about security and they have four kids and it just didn't make sense. And she was like, no, 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 we can't do that. We can't do that. And then, 
after going when going through the mentorship and really gaining more confidence and allowing being not afraid of the unknown and whatnot she said you know what go ahead start the business let's see and so he did and they've been completely thriving you know so it's just that kind of thing of like how fear and stagnation can just i mean everything in her life was going out of whack you know yes and um and so her whole life and family have been transformed from just that following that allowing him to follow that impulse and being the partner that can support you know as opposed to holding your partner back with fear i think we can do that a lot with our partners because you have your own narrative happening in your head about the things that you want and then all of a sudden this second party comes in and says you know i've been thinking about doing this in my life and your brain maybe short circuits you go i don't have the capacity to bring on your issues you know like i feel like that's what can happen yeah and in fact all you have to do is say yes i want to support you and your journey well i will say this i I say this to my brother a lot (laughs) um a true act of love is is taking the time to sit with yourself when your partner comes to you with anything um, to take the time to sit with yourself and really distinguish if your answer or response or reaction where it's coming from. And if it's laced with fear, um, then that's, that's something to look at and an act of love and maybe even say it, call it what well, it is no, to your partner. Well, I call it is was to yourself. And then an act, the act of love is actually having the courage to overcome that fear within you in order to allow your partner to come from an impulse that is not coming from fear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That is true love in my book where it's like, yeah, I, I won't allow your life to be limited because of my fear. Mm-hmm. It, and it takes a lot of courage to get over that fear. And that is love. And that is something that I would value and, um, totally love my partner for that's a truly courageous thing so Hmm. do that beautiful on that note uh well we look forward to continuing with shows and we hope that you have you know a refurbished fall for yourself (laughs) you know reboot in the ways you need to um anyway you guys have been listening to tna talk sex i'm t and i'm a and if you guys have any questions or comments for the show you can email us at advice at tatalksex.com until next time yeah wait do we uh, what? What? <laughs> uh patreon oh yeah oh, you patreon. guys can check us out there we'll be posting additional material and content um things that come up for us individually and whatnot uh patreon it's everything's ta talk sex on social media uh and patreon you know so all the same right yep you can write us there we're accessible on all platforms <laughs> we'll see you there ciao, ciao.